This is 69 The Podcast. I'm Dave Haynes. 69 has been covering the digital signage industry since the dawn of man, first online and now as a podcast. The goal on here is to make listeners aware of interesting companies, smart people, and new technology developments, all of them meaningful in making digital signage projects happen. I try to help listeners understand sometimes complicated subjects and why they should care. The podcasts are free and I try to get a new one out weekly, but things happen now and then. The 69 Podcast has been gratefully sponsored and supported since the start by Jeremy Gavin and the fine folks at ScreenFeed, the digital signage content store. ScreenFeed makes beautiful-looking, totally automated content for signage and digital out-of-home networks. Check them out at ScreenFeed.com. 69 has been around since 2006, and the publication and podcast are now owned by Spectrio, which provides customer engagement solutions for business. You can find them at Spectrio.com. Tools that fast track or reduce the cost of video production have been around for many years, often based on templates that can be brought into design software or extended to cloud platforms. These kinds of tools make it possible to produce a professional looking video spot quickly, or with a newer breed of them, produce dozens, hundreds, or even thousands of videos really quickly. An Italian motion design studio saw both the demands and possibilities for video automation and launched a sister company in Turin called Algo. It has some similarities to what's out there, but takes what you might call a hybrid approach. The design process is very much like a traditional agency with briefs and storyboards. But once that phase is completed, Algo's customers use the platform as a service. If you have an electric vehicle and have used a Volta charging station, you may have seen motion infographics on the screen that used real-time data from Bloomberg to visually show local air quality conditions on the charging totem screen. Johns Hopkins University used Algo to deliver a daily COVID tracker during the pandemic. Algo's main market is the business side of social media. So, more LinkedIn than TikTok. But it is already done and expects to see more work coming for digital signage and digital out-of-home screens. Automated spots can run on screens in much the same way as digital signage platforms tap into subscription news, weather, and entertainment feeds. I chatted with Luca Ganelli, one of Algo's founders. Luca, thank you for joining me. We've not met in person, and I've, I've never been to Torino, but maybe one time I'll, I'll get there. Can, can you tell me what Algo does? Sure. Hi, hi Dave. Pleasure to, to be here. Thanks for having me. So Algo is a... Uh, is a design studio basically it's a creative studio specialized in data visualization and in particular in what we call video automation which is basically software uh, or a dashboard to create videos okay and what does that mean in 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 real terms so if i'm uh, if i'm a digital signage network operator obviously we're talking about the digital signage sure. part of this and you're doing all kinds of work for different end users but what's that going to mean for, for that person, for that end user? Sure. Yeah, we are working in different types of campaigns and it's super interesting to, to talk to you about the digital uh, advertising, out of home, etc. Uh, that's normally, not often, but sometimes that's part of, of, the, of the equation. While, of course, the other part of the equation is uh, social media and digital overall. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, we really like to work on campaigns where we help our clients showcase data in a very meaningful way um, and possibly very easy to understand for the end user. And also it's a kind of way for companies to avoid uh, sensationalism and try to communicate to their users in a um, uh, respectful and and positive matter about data. But of course, at the same time, it's a way for companies to profit from their data and to use data in their day-to-day communication, which is not uh, 
uh, often uh, very common. Um, yeah, in terms of types of campaigns we work on, it's, it goes from the completely uh, autonomous ones. A good example of this would be uh, the campaign we did for John Hopkins University tracking um, the COVID pandemic. And we were creating a video every day uh, that was automatically tracking COVID based on the on the JHU data. Mm-hmm. And this was only for online. But in some other projects instead, uh, where we lean more towards the manual um, manual input of data. So sometimes we work with teams, with our clients to empower them to create videos effortlessly without having to to have video knowledge within the whole their whole organization. Um, and so, yeah, in some cases, for example, in a project uh, for Volta and, uh, and Bloomberg Green, we did just that. And the output was, of course, on uh, digital advertising. Would it be fair to say that uh, this isn't necessarily what a listener might think of as conventional video? It's it's not people or landscapes or that sort of thing moving around. It's more like dynamic slash motion infographics. Is is that a more accurate way of saying it? Yeah, yeah, no, that's that's correct. Yeah, that we of course uh, be, before be, being Algo, we we also run a motion design studio called Illo. Uh, so Algo is a kind of a technological sister studio, uh, mm-hmm. and so of course our background is very much into motion design. But at the same time, Algo really can work with any type of um, of media, even footage, for example. So in some, of course, we. Mm, uh, rely or we, we tend to go towards a look which is more graphic oriented and more based on graphic design but at the same time in some projects also we have footage and photos and yeah that's of course less live action than 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 maybe the, the average but of course that, that's part of, can be part of the equation right so when you're using video assets they're they're like an element within a, a presentation as opposed to you're generating exactly. original video out of it. It's this isn't an AI exactly. uh, early stage mid journey thing or whatever, right? <laughs> no, no, exactly, no. But at the same time, we use AI a lot for many different mm-hmm. things. So we really tend to define ourselves as video plus AI because it, yeah, uh, of course, no, we are not a, a kind of stable diffusion type of algorithm. Uh, but we use many, many different tools, uh, many different AIs for doing different things from the most simplest ones like transcribing an, an audio to even generative things like generating a picture or generating an audio. This is, for example, a really good uh, use case that we are happening to do right now quite uh, quite a lot. You mentioned that you have, uh, or this is a sister company to uh, a more conventional motion design studio. Did you Correct. create Algo because the, the th- this was work that kept coming up and you thought, okay, we, we need to kind of set up a, its own initiative to do this? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, a few years back, uh, we were seeing that the communication, yeah, the online social media world especially were, um, yeah, were asking for more and more video every day and, and our clients could not uh, anymore rely on one piece of advertising every six months, but they needed to be always on and always communicating. So yeah, that's definitely um, something that's starting from our technological background, both me and Elena, my, my co-founder, and some mm-hmm. of the earlier team members are, have a um, technological uh, background. At the same time, it's coming, of course, from the needs of the market. We were seeing that this was something that yeah, was coming in more and more frequently. And of course, also with the, uh, w- 
with the objective of like with with, with the, the out of home advertising, it's it's great because of course you, you can have different content for different cities for different times and update uh, everything across time and locations, which is great. There have been uh, video automation platforms or. Uh, around for a good 10 years, mm. arguably longer than that, depending on how you look at it. Sure. Uh, but, but a lot of the early ones were kind of template-based and you, you would mm. put inputs in and uh, you know hit a button and it would render something and give you, give you, kick you something back in five minutes or half an hour or whatever it may be. What, what's distinct about this? Sure, uh, why we are, how we are different, of course. Yeah, um, yeah. no, we are very different in a way um given that we we decided to approach this as a very uh, kind of a studio point of view rather than being a product or a platform which we are mm-hmm. not i mean when you work with us when a client work works with us at the end has access to a dashboard so there's a, a kind of a product part of it but uh, really we don't believe in the one size fits all template solution and so what happens is that we want to remove the humans and, and the you know the animators and the the interns most of the time. That's that's who are doing these things uh, from the equation. But at the same time, we think that the the designers and the animators in at the very beginning of the project, where you're building something tailor made to to the specific use case and to the specific location or to the specific client, uh, it's are really really these are really really important aspects. And so yeah, we just tackle this as a service business, and um, of course, it's a service, and then turns into a product because then the client has access to a dashboard and can create videos freely, like it would do on a soft, software as a service kind of um, platform. But yeah, it always starts with a service. So if I'm, uh, let's say, a financial services company, and I want to do something like what Bloomberg did, uh, I would come to your company and you there, there would be a brief and everything else but you would basically design mm-hmm. a template that would be kind of the, the the working wireframe or armature to produce videos as often as needed and quickly or even automated is that accurate exactly absolutely yeah that's super accurate and yeah most of the time the real the starting point is really um understanding what what data can be used and what data the client has available and how they what's their objective in, in their communication so what 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 they want to obtain from from communicating mm-hmm. uh, and so yeah that's that's really a, it's a work that we do together with the client it's not it's rare that we get a brief and we start working it's more like okay i have an interesting automating something i have the data about this and what what can we, what can we do together and so it's really about helping them um, yeah, sketch out concepts and understand exactly how this could work. Uh, but yeah, then of course we get into uh, data analysis phase and and of course uh, kind of a concepting and, and and storyboarding phase, and then of mm-hmm. course into design, animation, and then all of, all of the technical phase later on to make this possible. Do your clients have their heads around how all this works? Do they? Do they understand what's possible or do you get into these discussions and say, well, you know, actually we could, we could do a lot more than that. Sure. Sure. Yeah. That's of course, that's, that's uh, not a, not yet a super common um, thing to work on automated videos. And so we definitely help our clients understand what's possible. One example for example, could be um, the fact that maybe a financial client knows that I can, we can create a campaign with a, 
daily uh, or let's say a weekly video that's doing a recap of the of the financial markets uh, but then what they don't know and what we try to tell them is like for example you can also trigger a video when something is happening so for example let's say bitcoin is up right now plus 20 percent compared to yesterday that's the moment where you we want to communicate and so we can automatically trigger and generate a video in that moment that's one kind of example of what how we try to hmm. yeah uh, make our clients understand the possibilities how much pre-planning and rules and everything else do you have to put in to make that scenario happen like i i it, it's it's not yeah. it's, it's not a smart thing where it's just going to know well bitcoin's up so i better generate a video there's there's there are parameters and everything set right sure yeah exactly yeah we connect to the different source of data and every project we i think we over the course of the last few years we connected to really hundreds of different apis and and, and data points um but yeah of course the what you do with the data is is the interesting part and so each time is really about um yeah deciding what these rules are and what what rules are meaningful for the specific client so it's definitely a, a process and it's a, definitely an iterative process so we start with an idea but maybe 20 percent up is not the best because in, well, that's because maybe it won't trigger very often so we want to put that at uh, plus seven percent i don't know uh, and so yeah that's definitely a lot of back and forth but it's uh, super interesting and it's super meaningful to when, when you start to see that videos coming out are really talking about the, the important stuff for the client are, are, are on top of the news uh, it's super super interesting another example of, for this would be um, we are using um, an ai called feedly to basically select articles uh, that are relevant in a specific sector and creating videos on top of those articles, basically transforming those articles in, into videos. And, mm. and that's another similar but, but very interesting approach where uh, you completely give the, the AI the ability to create videos on different topics. The only thing you do is basically saying, okay, I want to follow these uh, news sources. I want to follow Bloomberg and the New York Times and the financial times and then i and i want to track these topics so i want to track crypto or uh, nfts or yeah and so at that point the the ai will come out with, with videos that are trending and that are um yeah just been published and and are interesting so you completely give the ai the uh, ability to create videos which is i think very fun and interesting is is there any kind of gatekeeping in there? Uh, what I mean by that is, let let's say AI, uh, using an AI tool, and it decides it can generate a video about something, and it's not correct, which can happen. Mm. What, I think they call AI has hallucinations or something like that, and. Uh, <laughs> It, it, yeah, uh, yeah. it's the wrong thing. So if I'm a financial services company, I obviously don't want to be putting out sure, inaccurate sure. information. Can they review everything before it goes up? Exactly, exactly. So the, the first thing that happens is the, in these particular kind of projects is, is, the, is the fact that, of course, the video gets generated and, and the team and the editorial team on the client side can review the video and can both edit the video if something just needs a, a little bit of... Uh, of um, yeah correction or can of course skip completely the video so there's an option to it, it's not connected straight away to posting um, mm -hmm. we have a connection to posting but it's normally after a um, human review which is always uh, needed at this point <laughs> right so if you had like a really trusted 
locked down data source like the financial right. numbers for a company or whatever that you know are secure those could be automated but exactly. other, other things exactly. you'd want that checks and balances on exactly when the ai comes in it's accurate like 97 percent of the time but of course you want to make sure that the, those three percent doesn't get published so yeah no there's always a, a a manual check which is needed but actually the interesting thing for the client is that you can have a kind of a newsroom producing video content for you uh, in really high numbers per per day, uh, and and you the only job rem- remaining on your side is to just watch mm-hmm. the videos and approve them or edit them in case you want to add something. You're you're in this interesting position where you're a creator, a creative agency, but you're you're working a lot with AI, and you you have all the discussion right now about what does AI mean for the creative process does it uh does it remove uh the, the creative mm. process to some degree or you know is, is this good or bad or i mean you 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 have a somewhat unique perspective sure sure well yeah it's it's been quite a lot actually the a few maybe yeah since we started algo we had also animators and designers coming to us and say no but algo is trying to replace my job and what we are always replying to them, it's like the, the intern, like Algo, the first project we did started because we, we wanted to work with a client in the sports sector and uh, for the Italian Football League, which is, of course, a, a very huge topic. Uh, Syria. <laughs> exactly, Syria. And basically, yeah, they wanted videos coming out every weekend for the whole season and it was like of course a nightmare of a brief uh, and we decided to tackle <laughs> it without try to tackle it with automation so we kind of try to save ourselves from doing this this project uh, manually uh, and so yeah in, in the end what i'm always say to to people that are scared about algo substituting them is basically um, yeah that we, you're not the like the the, the, the human needs to to do the job of the human, which is the conception or the design mm-hmm. and thinking about the, how the design changes in function of the data, while of course, just yeah, updating the, con- the template and super quickly and putting it out on social media, it's something that our machine can do better. And so we can get rid of that part of the job, which I don't think many people like. And on the AI side is probably something similar. Like, of course, there's, there are, it's, it's crazy because you you see these super high quality images coming out and it's getting to the video also quite quickly i'm super interested i'm very positive towards technology uh, as a as a person and so i think that this would uh, yeah be a huge change but at the same time um it's somehow very interesting and manageable in terms of uh, of of what you can build with it so um, yeah, I'm I'm definitely of course that that's scary. The whole change that's happening is super fast, and so it's scary. But uh, at the same time, I I feel that we are in a good position. Uh, of course, like probably it's gonna be become the, every market around design and around uh, creativity is going to be much more saturated uh, because many many more people can access it. Uh, but at the same time, we've seen that in other markets. For example, if you think about creating a website uh that's a super saturated market compared to maybe video today uh but of course yeah the the most interesting and the most high-end uh, shops producing amazing websites are still there even if uh, 
you know, all these uh, weeks or every um, Squarespace or all these platforms came out to, of course, to to uh, to make it easy for any, for anyone to get uh, um, to get a website. So I really hope that uh, yeah, there will be, of course, a much more saturated market. But at the same time, the if you are in the high end uh, space, that's probably going to bo- to be more uh, a value added than a than a For over a decade, ScreenFeed has been the reliable choice for beautifully designed, licensed content such as news and weather. We handle over 27 million requests a day to deliver dynamic content to 200,000 screens across the globe. Now we bring you ScreenFeed Connect, a no-code solution that makes complex content projects easy. Projects that used to take our designers and developers weeks became a to-do we could complete before lunch. The easy-to-use browser-based tool leverages pre-built data connections and ready-made widgets to give you the power to design with data. Create team member profiles, schedules, tenant directories, progress boards, featured products, or anything that leverages your data. Discover how Connect empowers you to complete projects faster at ScreenFeed.com. When I was making notes ahead of this, I uh, I was trying to kind of get a sense of what the big attraction would be. And I, I wrote down speed and scale and recency and relevancy. Uh, you know, the, the, the fact that you can have something that just happened with, you know, f- up on a screen 15 minutes later or whatever it may be is, mm-hmm. is one thing. What are the main attractions to this that you're hearing from customers? No, that's that's definitely correct. Yeah, the, the ability to scale up your your production. Uh, and so, for example, coming to our Volta project, I was talking early. So the mm-hmm. the, the, the project that uh, was uh, being distributed to to digital uh, screens across the US. Um, yeah, at, at EV charging well, stations, right? Exactly, EV charging yeah. stations. So the, the objective for that campaign was to um, provide a way for people that are charging their car. Um, to not only see ads, but also see this additional content, which is basically a kind of a air quality forecast of um, of your city. And so it's connecting, of course, the objective, uh, which is, of course, living in a uh, in a city with cleaner air with, with what you're doing. So you're, by being there and using uh, Volta, uh, you're participating in making the air of your, of your city uh, better. So um, no, it was a really interesting project. The videos were super short and it was challenging to think about them in a way that they could work for people just passing by. Of course, it's it's different, not too different because from, from social media, for example, because of course on social media, people are scrolling all the time and you it's really difficult to get their attention at the same, in a similar way, but it's similar, mm. but different. So yeah we we try to to work with that but yeah no definitely the, in this case we were creating content every day for the 12 different cities so this is an example of scale that will require maybe a few different people working on this uh, constantly just to to produce this while of course the the um, algo was was working completely autonomously and yeah the speed of course that's definitely sometimes we especially when working with sports or finance data it's the speed is important um, and so, yeah, we can get to have a video out maybe 30 seconds later than, than something happened. Right. And so it's really almost real time in a way that uh, that's crazy. And so it's also very interesting in some in some projects. Is it reducing costs of production? You know, I, I realize that 
you know, you're, you're able to knock out a lot more stuff than you would normally. And, uh, mm-hmm. a, a company like a Volta or whatever, probably, you know, even if they're owned by shell, they probably can't afford to just, you know, have original videos produced for 200 locations every day or whatever it may be. But, uh, sure. is, is cost a factor here? It's it's definitely a factor. Of course, we are positioning ourselves as a kind of a high-end solution. So it it works when, of course, there is an opportunity to use a format and to communicate through a specific format that's reusable. Mm-hmm. Uh, we work a lot in making sure that the format is not um, perceived uh, easily. And so, yeah, when working on, on a video campaign, our objective is always to try to make it so that the end user doesn't understand that it's an automated content. So yeah, that's our becoming transparent. It's always our goal. But yeah, no, of course, um, cost optimization compared to working manually, it's definitely uh, an element to it. And the more you produce, the the, the bigger the number of, of output uh, you have, and, and the more that is, is fundamental. For example, sometimes we, we even work with campaigns where we produce content for the specific person so imagine the kind of spotify wrapped type of campaigns the kind of yearly reviews where mm-hmm. you're um, yeah, providing a content specific for every single user of an application um, and of course in that case we are talking about millions of uh, of assets and so it's definitely worth and basically the only way to to produce this type this kind of campaigns is going through through these so so you can do that kind of industrial scale stuff then yeah Absolutely, yeah. We have we use different technologies, and one of them, which is based on a library called Lotti, um, which is created by Airbnb um, to incorporate animations into into mobile apps and the web. Um, yeah, we use that, and we can with that we can scale up to potentially creating millions of videos per month. Yeah, I I saw on your website the reference to Lotti L O T T I E mm-hmm. and. Uh, went a little cross-eyed. Like, what, what is that? And so I, I looked it up, and it's it's a. You explain it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. No, that's su- super interesting. That's um, an open source library that was created by Hernan Torrizi and then uh, acquired, or I think, yeah, uh, the co-developed by 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 Airbnb. Um, and basically, it's a way for uh, animators that are working inside of After Effects, which is the software that we are using daily uh, together with others. We are also using Cowlery nowadays, which is another great animation, new animation software. Um, But yeah, basically uh, it started inside After Effects. So you can animate in After Effects and you do that with all of the best tools that you know, animators are used to work with. And then you output that as an SVG animation. So it's a code-based web animation that can run in the browser or inside of a mobile app, uh, a native iOS or Android app. So it's a great mm-hmm. way to come out of the tool that every motion designer loves and uses and get to code. And so that's, of course, um, a super amazing way to to scale things up and to, yeah, to reach numbers that for us were impossible uh, by using only After Effects. What are the file formats that you're outputting? You mentioned... Sure. No. Yeah, many different ones. Uh, of course, all of the video file formats. Um, so it can be MP4, can be sometimes when working with TV, can be MXF or 
yeah, uh, anything, literally w- anything that can be exported from, from Adobe software. So of course also okay. static images or PDFs or yeah, we've been uh, having GIF, GIFs or I don't know if, it, if you're on the GIFs or the GIFs uh, team, but yeah, that's also mm-hmm. another format that maybe sometimes it's not so, uh, so useful maybe on digital advertising, but it's, it can be exported. So yeah, we, we, are, we have many options. So there's no nothing proprietary about it. You don't need to write a, a, a some sort you mean of about player Lottie. software no, no. or whatever to make it work. No, Lottie is basically a JSON file with a JavaScript player. So it's really it's open source and it's amazing. Yeah, no, it's uh, nothing proprietary on that front. So if I'm a digital out of home network operator or a digital signage solutions provider, software company, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. How would I work with your company? Sure. Yeah. Of course, like um, we could work on a project together, uh, either for a client or for themselves. But basically, of course, it's about understanding what kind of um, data they want to, to to talk about and what kind of solution. Mm-hmm. So um, can be very, very free and pretty open. Uh, and then, of course, we would work on design anim- and animation. And then on the output side, for example, for the Volta uh, project, we were delivering those automatically to the screens directly. So we integrated into the um, into the platform that uh, Volta was was using to deliver the the, the ads uh, to to these screens. Uh, and in that case, it was uh, kind of a HTML page with embedded video. Okay. Um, but I remember that the, we also evaluated other options like going as a video directly or, uh, of course, the Lottie thing can be, can be a good solution as well because, of course, it's outputting very lightweight um, web animation. So, it's a, yeah, it's a way to, to get to that. So, uh, yeah, we could, um, of course, start, the project could start uh, from maybe from our, uh, our dashboard that we built where the client can input the data and, and change and see how the design changes in function of the data. And, and then, yeah, you, you just hit a button for create, creating video and the video gets generated in a few seconds and gets potentially even delivered to, to the um, distribution servers so that, yeah, that things can, uh, can proceed smoothly directly to the screen. So it doesn't sound at all like you get into a situation, a conversation with somebody who says, well, it, Yes, we'd love to work with you, but it has to be done this specific way. It sounds like it's pretty flexible. Absolutely, yeah. No, we are totally um, a tailored solution for every project. We, we build something custom. And so, yeah, it's definitely, there's no no particularly way of doing things that it's, yeah, must be done in that way. We We can really adapt and we change technology and we change the way we work. But yeah. So it's that that's also part of the complexity. We are trying to make people and our clients understand that uh, there's a lot of uh, potential uh, solutions that, that could happen. But at the same time, of course, we have some previous example with, which we can share so that's uh, mm-hmm. easy to see some, some real-life examples. I, I have a feeling when you get the question, uh, how much does it cost, that there's the, there has to be inevitably the qualifier of, well, it depends. Absolutely, yeah. It, it really depends a lot, um, but yeah, normally the, the pricing works normally through a setup fee, which covers the whole setup of the project. Normally, we start from a couple of months of, of work, um, and yeah, the pricing can also 
can also variate a lot in function of um, what kind of data we are using. There's licensing mm -hmm. of this data or yeah, uh, how complex the, the output is if it's more generative. So we are actually designing or creating an output which is changing every time or if it's that more relying on some rules that we predefined. Um, but yeah, no, we, we start normally with this kind of two months of collaboration where uh, with our design team and animation team and technical team to build the project. And that's a one-time uh, one fee covering all that. And then mm -hmm. when the project, after testing, of course, there's a lot of testing, uh, after testing, when things are going live, um, you subscribe to a much smaller but recurring fee in function okay. of how many videos you need to create or how many anime, web animations. And so also that is very variable, but uh, yeah, it's a, for some smaller, more... Um, yeah, cloud sub subscription uh, closer to a software as a service kind of um, uh, gotcha. approach. Okay, so you're going to typically, you, you might have a significant, depending on the, the brief uh, upfront mm -hmm. cost to put it together. But after that, it's it's just, uh, it just becomes exactly. an operating line item. Exactly, absolutely. And of course, that's um, that's part of a, you're, you're, the first year you're investing into creating this format. Uh, and the more you use it later, um, the the more it's, it's going to be uh, cost effective. Of course, the one time fee it's only due the first time. So if you're running normally, uh, algo projects are running for around maybe two or three years, uh, and of course sometimes we also do uh, updates and and work on on kind of refreshing the project mm -hmm. after a while. Of course, it's uh, it's a video project, so we can always do that later. Um, but yeah, normally it's an investment in the first year, but then it's paying off in the, in the following ones. With AI, uh, and all the generative stuff emerging as, you know, at a dizzyingly fast pace, is it, uh, worrying or confusing or whatever to try to stay on top of this and, and, and stay relevant to when, when you've got, you know, all these little apps coming out saying, you know, you can do all of this automatically. You don't even need to have a, sure. a photo library anymore. Well, just you can just generate it. Sure. No, I really find it super, super exciting because I, I'm I'm trying to follow it as as much as possible. Uh, of course, it's moving yeah, very very fast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. But no, overall, like what how the the way we are approaching this is really to see which tool is the most effective in helping us obtain what we want to obtain for projects. So just to give you an example, uh, we are using um, GPT-4 right now uh, on a project to basically uh, summarize uh, an article and turn an article, a full article into, into a video. And that's amazing how you can just simply, uh, that the summarization feature is really uh, super well done. And and so, yeah, we, we are actually making um, GPT-4 writes the script for the video uh, based on a, just a long form article where we are passing to it. And and that's a, only a suggestion. So you, you input, you, you copy paste the URL of the, of the article into the dashboard, you click a button and you will see the whole video uh, copy and scene structures uh, adapt in function of, of, the, um, of the content that's been analyzed by GPT-4. And so that's, yeah, that's super interesting to see how this can, can evolve and, and how to be used. For example, another, the next step could be using another AI service, uh, which is called play.ht, which we really love, which is voice synthesis. It's like creating uh, human sounding voices, really super realistic voices that are almost indistinguishable from, 
from uh, voiceover actors. Um, and basically we are using that uh, to basically record um, a, a voiceover for the video so that it sounds very natural and very warm. And so, yeah, just with those two things, you've, you've written a script based on a long pre-existing long-form article and you have a voiceover for that. And so then we focus on, on, on the visual side, on, on the design side. But yeah, now that's super exciting. We are, of course, we are not developing ourselves. We are a small team and, and uh, we are not developing our own, uh, um, of course, uh, machine learning algorithm, but we are literally using them all. Uh, all the interesting ones that are available are coming our way because of course they can help us in specific uh, tasks for, for projects. Hmm. Really interesting. Uh, Luca, thank you so much for spending some time with me. Sure. It's my pleasure. Thanks for having me. And and, uh, just before we go, where do they find you online? Where do people find you online? Sure. It's our website is algo.tv. And of course, our social, most of our social are also with algo.tv. Very simple. All right. Thanks again. Thanks to you. It was amazing to, uh, to speak. That's it for this week's episode. I hope you enjoyed it and maybe you learned a thing or two. If you're new to 69, it's a podcast that's been around since 2016. You can click around the archive and find hundreds of conversations with smart industry people. If you're new to digital signage, you need to be reading 169 at 16-9.net. You'll find more than 8,000 posts by me and expert guest writers about this industry. 169 is not a press release republishing mill like a lot of the stuff out there. If something makes it on 169, that means it matters in some way to the business. Everything about 169 is free. Great sponsors make my work possible, and the key one here is ScreenFeed, the digital signage content store. Check out all the curated and automated content available at ScreenFeed.com. 169, the blog and the podcast, are now owned by Spectrio, which does customer engagement solutions, most of that digital signage, for all kinds of businesses. You'll find them in the Tampa area and online at Spectrio. That's Spectrio.com. You'll find me working out of a sunny back room in my house, located outside Halifax, Nova Scotia, on the east coast of Canada. Thanks for listening. I'm Dave Haynes.